This is Karen Hunter, and welcome to The Hub. Rodriguez is here. <laughs> Drew McCaskill. We got the full house of people. We were talking about opportunity zones, but we really weren't. We were talking about more empowerment because I feel like we always get exploited. Everyone can come in our community. Yeah, Everybody. Black banks. People are people are they push invest your money in black banks. Then the black banks go into the communities of black people and hire white contractors and what? they don't give loans to the out. black people. Like it's <laughs> a you gotta you have to know which black banks you're investing in and you have to hold them accountable and make Make them, but and black and brown, because when I when my when I neglect to say brown, my Latino people get upset because they're like, you don't think about us, and I'm like, I am thinking about you. I just think about us it's as one a, color. The diaspora children. Thank yeah. you. But when they do that, that uh, you see the black banks, and then they'll they'll have a celebrity attached, and then and then you'll see that the black co- contractors can't get a loan from, or you know, they can't get money from those banks to build the real estate in the black neighborhood. So the black bank has to be of service to the black people because if not it's just a bank that happens to have black owners amen which is why we have one united um their sponsor of urban view and my show and i'm constantly talking to the president of the bank and when people email me they got problems i send the email she responds immediately because there's there is a built-in accountability here there's something wrong we're gonna have to deal with it or else because that's community that's what that looks like that's All right. During the break, Ida was Ida, Ida was telling us that she was homeless, which she talks about in mm-hmm. uh, They Ready, which is on uh, Netflix. Netflix. Amazing, amazing. That whole all all of the women were great. Yes. you know, all of the women, even the man. I don't know. It's it's flame. Uh, does flame is flame transgender? Because flame, flame is flame says uh, that that she's transgender. I I would say sometimes she says she's gender fluid. Because Flame has children as a man. Yeah, he has uh, three children, and um, and it's funny because other people correct me and say you called him he, and I'm like he calls himself he, (laughs) and when I call him he, when I'm talking to him and I'll say she, he'll be like who you talking to, you know. So it's Flame has chosen to be in this space where. Uh, he he is not he's anti those labels and he's he's in a and they call himself hating. I just call him uh, flame and the unique know. personality yeah. that that set put me on my ass. I was I was not expecting it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Funny though. Yes, yes. Uh, I mean, so did yours. So tell us your 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 story, your that journey. So I mean, I was homeless for um two years and. It was uh, because of my divorce and me being in a relationship that was not good for me or my children. I moved to California and I desi- I I ended up in a real ugly situation because the people that I was working for, um, they they uh, rented my apartment and wrote it off as their West Coast office, and I was their employee living in this apartment. So when they stopped paying the rent. They didn't tell me, and I got evicted with my children, and they fired me. Um, or they, they. Uh, but you were paying rent to them. They were paying the rent because okay. they were writing it off. Got you. Got it you. It was all part of my contract. Got you. But I, um, I wasn't a part of that, and I was part of my ignorance, just re- really trusting my employer, who was like a father figure to me. And then um, come to find out some ugliness with my ex-husband is what got me kicked out of the, because my ex 
thought that if I fell on my face, I would come back. And uh, that was the, that was the solution they thought was, you know, and they fired me. And then I ended up homeless. My car got repossessed. And it was an awful time. Um, and then I started working for a company, uh, a brokerage. And when I started working for this brokerage, I started understanding that I was never taught the language of money. I was never taught that money is energy and then that there's a way to educate yourself about money that can provide you with freedom. But we get so uh, bogged down with uh, consumerism and capitalism and we, we they don't they don't have to put the shackles on us no more. We stay in it because we really don't understand the language of finance. And that's how I got free. I guess that's my other liberation story because then I started uh, reading all those books in addition to reading books like that Napoleon Hill wrote. Think and Grow Rich. Yeah, all those books and learning the language of metaphysics. I also started learning how money works and your, it's your money and you don't really think think it's your money. You put your money in the bank, right? You take $20 out of your money out of um, Bank of America, whatever you call it, they charge you, you go use another teller, they charge you $3 for one, $3 for the other. They charging you $6 for you to get your own money out of the bank that they're using to make the transactions that they need to make. They're borrowing your money. We should be charging them. Right. And so <laughs> they're borrowing your money to play the stock market, actually. Yeah. Absolutely. And we don't understand. And we don't play the stock market ourselves. We don't. They're yeah. borrowing your money. That's So Terry Egioma, who teaches people how to trade stock, this is the get. She follows the banks and what they do, and that informs how she trades because they're the biggest investors yeah. with our money that mm -hmm. we don't invest in ourselves. It's crazy. And we don't. It's so crazy. So tell me the language of money because that was fascinating. Yeah, what was the first thing that you learned? The first the first thing that I learned was the types of accounts that I was using to put my money in. Like um, I had an account at Wells Fargo Bank and I had an account at Charles Schwab and they were the same type of account, the same types of accounts. But my the money in this account would just diminish. It would just it, it would go away because the charges for them keeping the money right from them using my money. And then I was like, oh, th this account was growing. And it was because nobody ever taught me how to invest money. I had to learn the difference between like the passive um, investments and the more aggressive ones. What are the most like I, I have a, a you know, I have an IRA and I have an account where I invest in and. One thing I learned, I went to J.P. Morgan and I took a class with them because they wanted me to work there. They wanted me to come there so that I could recruit athletes and entertainers to invest their money there. And um, white old people have two bulks of money. They have your get rich money and your stay rich money. Your stay rich money never gets invested in anything other than what's been around for a long time, mutual funds, things that are, are passive, they just stuff. sit there and they just don't mess with it, but they don't touch it. It is sacred. It is for what they believe their children's children, right? Because they live by that. And then they, they play with their, you know, get rich money, but they always got this money over here that's going to make sure that they are secure forever. And we are never taught that. So learning how to... I, for me, I never I would have money and it would just go away because you will always find something that you need to spend money on if you know it's there. So I have a, a forgotten account that I never touched because I had to see people in my family die and 
people scraping funds to, to to bury them. And I guarantee, I, I of all people on this planet, and I'm going on record here, and I say it everywhere. I told my children, don't you do no go GoFundMe account for me when I pass away. Y'all just do. I got it all set up. I got it written down. I wrote the script. My children. You got, and Drew. Yeah. Drew got his whole thing. People gonna be at a bar and everything. Listen, yeah. but I'm telling you what, y'all ain't gonna have my picture on the internet like raising no. No, raising no funds I don't for want it. that. That's humiliating. Uh, one and two, it's too much pressure to put on the people you leave right. behind. And I feel like if I can go buy a three thousand dollar purse, which I don't, then I can buy myself a funeral that where I am cremated because that whole. A uh, funeral thing is a hustle. People, I got a relative that got buried in a gold casket, and I'm like, <laughs> y'all never owned a home, but died in, and had the nicest dress. And I'm like, we are so conditioned to always think about what other people think about us. We we just miss the mark. So yes, it's like, don't touch this. If something happens, my kids, I told them, y'all got 30 days to mourn. Y'all cry, roll on the ground, blah blah. Day 31, you go about your business and you continue the legacy because I'm going to haunt you if you don't. You're not going to be <laughs> staying in. We we are people of faith and we understand what this is. And this is a journey that continues. So do not sit around uh, doing the color purple for me. I don't yeah. want that. You know, that's we're about progress and prosperity in my house. I love the fact what you said about learning about money that if nobody teaches it to you that you got to go out and take a so class you got to do you got to read a book you got to do whatever um because so few of us actually we are so secretive about money <laughs> in our cultures right particularly I, I i know african-american culture right and i know so many of my friends and family we don't even know what our parents financial situation is yep. until they get sick or until they die that's right right i grew up very I guess middle class, mm -hmm. I would say, um, middle to upper middle class or whatever. And my parents taught me basically two things. Don't spend all of your money and save some money. Mm -hmm. They didn't give me any of the details around. Mm -hmm. So I feel like we end up making these generational mistakes with money because our parents don't talk about, don't talk to us about, this is what happened to me when I leased my first car. Yep. It was a hustle. This I got hustled on this because we have all of this shame and ego around mm -hmm. money. We, we're not transparent about it. But you get your most freedom when you start to really, really talk about your wins and your gains when it comes to money with other people who are in that struggle, too. Because yep. a lot of us have to educate each other. Yep. We have to peer-to-peer -peer educate each other because our parents can't talk to us about what to do when we make our first at our first six-figure job because they never made six figures. Mm -hmm. Or we can't talk, our parents can't talk to us about this is what you do to get an investment property because many of them never own their own homes. Right. That's right. And so I, that, that secretiveness about it is like, we got to do that. Like real, real old school, like slaves teaching each other how to read. Like I just learned this. You have you heard about this? <laughs> mm -hmm. Let me tell you about this, you know, and be so dogmatic about it that there's no shame in one not knowing and no shame in I just found this shit out today at That's 40. Right. And you know, like right. a Bitcoin, like so many you you don't take money out of your savings account to invest in Bitcoin. That's an experiment at this point, right? That's what you if you're not fully immersed in that and you don't understand that from top to bottom, from left to right, then you have no business taking money out of your savings account for that. You got money for that. I, I won with Bitcoin. Because I, I jumped off, right? I knew when to jump off. I know when to jump back on because I watch it and I understand it. But I, I just know so many people who are like, man, I lost so much money. And I'm like, 
Why are you messing with your 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 stay rich money you're not supposed to mess with that that's not don't tamper with that you have to condition yourself to say i can't do this i can't do it and i'm not going to shame people about jordans and whatever because that that we we tend to do that we like to blame ourselves for our own oppression but what i will invite you to do is to really understand how far your money can go once you really start understanding that it works for you it is also one of your employees. You, we've become slaves to money, and it should be the other way around. And that, that is so empowering when you understand. Like, I, and I don't tell anybody about. I, I'll give you tips, and when it comes to my own personal money, because when I tell people what I'm doing with my money, they'll be like, "You crazy," you, you know. Like, I have a friend that's like, "You, you only live once. You know, you gonna die. You can't take it with you." Yeah, bitch, but I got children. (laughs) (laughs) And I can die before my mother. And I got a mom. (laughs) You know, like, that's life. You know, that mentality, what what are you going to do? You know, like, it's so ridiculous. You got to really understand. And for me, I want to go out and I want to make sure that moms... And who are raising children by themselves understand how their money can work for them because it will relieve so much stress. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. Ida Rodriguez, um, what's this metaphysical thing? Oh, metaphysics. That's what they tell me I'm going to hell for. So um, it's so funny because when you grow up religious, um, you know, that there's only one God and you ain't it, right? So... God made you in his image, but not that much. You know, um, don't get too cocky because you're not because that's not of God. That's blasphemous. And it's so contradictory to what we uh, who we are, because, yes, I am God. If God made me in my image and I am in control of my world and I can create just as God can create. And so that was uh, when I got in trouble because I was raised to believe that there's Jesus that's going to come back and get me. I got uh, I can suffer until he comes, but it's okay because he's gonna come back and get me. Um, he looks like all the people who hate me, and still he's gonna come back and rescue me. No offense to the Christians out there, but that's my perception of how I was looking at it from a child's point of view, and um, also because I'm Puerto Rican and in my music and in my culture, I was taught a religion that comes from Africa because. Santeria. Santeria. But it, it's more than Santeria. It's really like a spiritual reality that under this magic that they gave, they call it black magic because it comes from Africa and Haiti and that everything that's black is bad. But we were taught not to believe in magic, but we are walking magic, right? So it's just so, um, it's just so, it's such a mind trick to do that. So I was raised to believe that. I was going to be con- I was conditioned to take whatever that they gave me except that and then I started reading these books about um from white men who believe they could have anything right and that's why they're so emboldened and they feel that they can do anything especially the the ones in the top 1% because they honestly believe they can have and they can do anything and we were th- taught to believe that we couldn't and this which is why we don't and we've become a currency in their world so when I started reading those books, I was like, what? And I started believing it. And then I started manifesting in my own life what I believed to be true and could happen for me. And it started happening. A homeless mother with two children living in a car saying, I'm going to become a stand-up comedian and I'm going to be successful. And then 2014, walking away from a brokerage full-time job and saying, I'm going to do this and doing it and never having to get another job again. 
is me knowing that me sitting around waiting on some man that don't don't look like nothing I know coming back to get me. I don't know if it's a spaceship, like how you going to come get us all and rescue me and take me to this place where I was believed I'm not worthy enough to be in because it, it's just so I, metaphysics is what, you know, and it's not some like cockamamie story of the secret and all this stuff. It's really understanding how you program your subconscious mind. And they taught me, they programmed me to hate me myself so much that I was like, I ain't doing that to my kids. So I started reading and my children, my daughter and my son both have a king and queen complex. They walk about the earth because they, they know what happened before slavery. So <clears throat> they know their real history, right? And so I always tell, I told my kids all the time, they, they, they're, they're like, oh God, here she goes. The universe agrees with a made up mind. And I always tell them when you make a decision, mm. say that again. The universe agrees with a made up mind. And I believe that.